Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I think we've taken a pretty big step forward in that space. Um, you know, with that, I think when you add a lot of rookies in the draft process that are going to play for you. It, they have to learn to be pros as well, so that's going to take a little bit of time. Um, that's why we've tried to do a nice job kind of balancing bringing in the, the young guys in, in this past free agent class. Um, so I, I think we've taken a big step. There's you know ways to go as well, but I think we're making progress. It's uh, Ryan Poles talking about the latest draft class of the Chicago Bears. Seems extremely confident in them. Did you feel as though, because Ryan Poles has that, like, lax vibe where he's, you know, you never can really see outside of the last pick of the, or second to last pick of the draft where he said he was high on him. But you really don't get to see, like, an excited Ryan Poles. You just kind of even keel, right? Which they say is the most dangerous kind of person, a person that's unfazed. How, how, is that what you took away from, from Ryan Poles and his stature afterwards? He, he's really good. At being the same guy all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that that's, he's been learning for a long time under a lot of really big time GMs and owners and things like that. So, yeah, that that's the way he is. You can definitely get him to loosen up a little bit. He's not afraid to, you know, mix it up a little bit. You know, he's talking about his drink of choice. You know, the other night after it was all said, everybody drinks bourbon now. Apparently, yeah. that's the thing. Everybody's got to drink bourbon. So he talked about his bourbon, which is very unoriginal, by the way. Are you a bourbon guy, too? I'm going to put it in front of me, guy. I got you. Good. I'm glad to hear that because <laughs> the bourbon thing is just out of control. Just, like, everybody drinks bourbon now. Am I gonna bourbon, get, bourbon, bourbon, am bourbon. Am I going to get wasted if I drink it? Okay, good. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, have a, I'll take that. Then. I guess maybe that's the real thing behind bourbon, right? You get wasted if yeah. you drink it, right? That's why I like drinking with Wani. Here at the station. Uh, maybe I'll have a glass with this guy because uh, I do like Irish whiskey. It is one of my favorites. Uh, joining us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, of course, from PFF. He is our draft guy right now, Sam Monson. Sam, happy Thursday. How's it going for you? It's going well. How about you guys? Not too bad. Uh, I hate to derail it for just a second, but you're an Irish whiskey guy or not? Nah? Uh, not. Okay. I mean, I would. I'd be on the Guinness more than the whiskey. Okay, fair enough. I like that. Wants to be an all-day drinker. I can totally understand. It's that. A very rich, thick yeah. beer. You got to be really in it. What, uh, Sam? What, what were your thoughts and takeaways initially, um, as the Bears ended their draft with their ten players? Yeah, I think it was a solid draft. I mean, the first takeaway is 
they drafted 10 times. You know, they, they made 10 picks, which I think is a big thing when you have some needs, when you need to tick a lot of boxes and you need to come out of a draft class with, you know, multiple contributors. The more times you can draft, the better. You're going to maximize your chances of coming away from any given draft with some players that can actually help you out because everybody is bad at this, you know, across the board. As much as everyone looks at their draft class, everyone loves every player they got, but when you fast forward three years, you look back at any given draft class, the chances are most of the players you took are going to miss and you're going to take, you know, three or four guys from any given class. So the more times you're picking, I think, the more you maximize the chances that you're actually going to have long-term players to come from that group. So I think that was the first thing. Um, and then the second thing is I really like some of the players they got on day three. I think they did some of their best business. Uh, with those rounds four, five, and, and seven uh, picks. Who specifically? Because you got you know Noah Sewell, Terrell Smith, Travis Bell, Kendall Williamson. Who on that day impressed you? Because we're trying to figure out who's going to be actual contributors and make the team at the latter end of the Bears draft. I mean, I think Roshan Johnson, the Texas running back, is a really good pick. Mm-hmm. He gets talked about as the other Texas running back because <laughs> B. John Robinson was in this draft, but sure. I think that does him a real disservice. He's a really good player in his own right, um, was incredibly good at breaking tackles with the ball in his hands. He can make people miss. I think he'll be a real impact player for this team in, in a strong running back draft. Tyler Scott from Cincinnati, I think, has a lot of ability as a, a deep threat, but also a guy that can make plays Um, on some of the sort of shorter gadget stuff underneath. And then Terrell Smith from Minnesota is one of my favorite players in this draft. Um, I think as a corner, if you look just last year, I think he's a top 10 cornerback in this class. The rest of his career, a little bit more sketchy, a little bit, you know, less ideal. But the last season, he had incredibly good tape. He uh, only allowed one touchdown. He's got all the measurables. He's got all the ability and there was, I don't think there was a single player in the draft, maybe certainly not another corner, who had as wide a, a kind of variety of rankings as Terrell Smith. Some people had him rank really high, you know, up in those top five, top ten corner rankings, mm-hmm. and other people had him absolutely nowhere on their rankings at all. I'm not sure there was a player out there that had a, a wider variance of opinions on him. Wow, I guess he's Gabe. I guess he's what you'd call a, a wild card. No, yeah. I, I like yeah. that. I, I like mean, that. But it mirrors, it mirrors Minnesota last year, right? They had a really good defense at the beginning of the season, and teams were very high on them, or people were very high on them. And then as the season progressed, they kind of were that topsy-turvy squad. So I could see where, you know, people weren't necessarily certain where they should rank a guy like Terrell Smith. But, you know, obviously the Bears high on him, as they were Darnell Wright. Um, obviously a, a lot of conversation here in Chicago is the fact that the Bears traded out of that number nine spot um, so that they can – so they could have secured – uh, one of the top offensive linemen in in the draft. Did you view Darnell Wright as a guy that was in that top tier with the Skaronskis, Jones, and and and, and the latter? Um, I think he's a little bit less of a sure thing than Peter Skaronski, but he Skaronski has that issue of whether you're going to play him at guard or tackle in the NFL, whether you're willing to give him the chance to play tackle with his short arms, you know, 32 and a quarter inch is almost an inch shorter than the cutoff line a lot of NFL teams use for that arm length thing. So I think Skaronsky was the best offensive lineman in this draft, regardless of position. But if you only view him as a guard, you're probably going to be focused on those tackles, guys like Paris Johnson Jr. or Darnell Wright. Wright is, is a fun player to watch because 
you know, when he hits people, they move, you know, regardless of who they are. He's got incredible power, um, power in his punch, power in his blocks. He can absolutely drive people away from the point of attack. And his pass blocking last year was really, really good. His run blocking has been a lot more hit or miss. And if you actually look at the the profile in terms of, like, how often he, he makes a, a bad block, how often he misses a block, He's got one of the worst run-blocking profiles that we've seen from an offensive tackle in the first round of the draft since PFF has been grading. But he goes to a team like Chicago, who I think the system, because of what they're going to be running with Justin Fields under center, it's going to make his life a little bit easier. It's going to shrink down you know, the, some of the plays that other teams would, would need him to, to make. And I think this is the perfect environment for him to kind of maximize what he does well and, and minimize what he doesn't. You know, one of the big things, Sam, that I'm trying to, to figure out and get as much intel as I can before we actually get to see these guys, you know, practice, which some of which will be tomorrow at rookie minicamp. But help us sort out the defensive tackles the Bears drafted. In the second round, they get uh, Javon Dexter out of Florida. In the third round, they get Zach Pickens out of South Carolina. And then in the seventh round, probably can leave him out of this discussion, maybe Travis Bell out of Kennesaw State. Who's their three technique and all of that, and where will the contributions come from? Yeah, I mean, I think the issue is they've taken a couple of guys that are sort of relatively unpolished but have really high athletic potential and ceilings, and I think they're going to try and figure out if those guys can become better NFL players than they were in college. Uh, Dexter, in particular, was a guy that just never really lived up to his billing um, athletically in college I think he's a better run defender than he is a, a pass block or a pass rusher and, and probably fits in more in that kind of role, which does open up, you know, that three technique, that penetrating pass rushing type of spot uh, for, for a guy like Pickens. But it, it's an intriguing group because they obviously had a plan of, you know, focusing on these guys with impressive athletic measurables. Um, I think Pickens had a 91st percentile broad jump so like real explosion in terms of ability but people that hadn't necessarily put it together in terms of college production yet yeah and you know what I, when you're looking at the tackles the hope is that you know one of them can be productive right and and so when you're looking at the two of them is there one that you feel like is more likely uh to be a hit uh when it comes to those two defensive tackles I think Zach Pickens is probably the one uh, that I think would be more likely. Um, we just haven't seen almost anything yet from Dexter in terms of a consistent amount of, uh, of play from him. He had a, a 55 PFF grade last season in terms of pass rushing, which for a guy with that kind of athleticism, with that kind of power and that kind of ability, is it's concerning. I mean, somebody with that kind of raw ability should be better than that without any form of you know, technique or, or focus on, on that area of the game, just from the athletic gifts he has, he should have a better rate of production than that. So I, I would have real concerns over Dexter making that step at the next level, but I think Pickens has shown a bit more already. So then was it surprising to you, Sam, that the Bears, you know, passed on a guy like Jalen Carter? Um, not necessarily because of Carter's, whatever you want to call that off-season um, off season pre-draft process, the, the arrest, the, the legal issues that he was working from, I think there are going to be teams that just were not willing to take that risk in the first round. You know, Maybe he was off their board entirely. Maybe he was a guy that they would only be comfortable taking in the second or third round. 
But I, I wouldn't be surprised with any team essentially passing on the Jalen Carter risk high in the draft because it's concerning. You know, those are sort of even with the legal issue having been resolved, you know, pleading no contest or whatever it was and, and, and working his way through that. You have to be concerned what that means in terms of maturity and, and what happens when you give this guy, you know, millions of dollars as a rookie contract and essentially set him loose on his own, you know, as a as a man, as his own person at the the next level. It's got to be concerning. Hey, Sam, remind us of what your, at the end of the season, what your evaluation of Justin Fields was. And do you think that with what they have put around him now, what they have improved with the number one guy being DJ Moore, whom they acquired from Carolina in the trade and another year of Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney, should, should, what was he to you and should Justin Fields be better this year? Yeah, absolutely. I think Justin Fields earned the chance to show what he could do with some help this year. I mean, last season, they stripped his roster for parts. They sold off every piece that was worth anything, and they, they really set Justin Fields up for failure. I mean, it was a he didn't have much chance in, to do anything because he had no offensive line in front of him. He had no receivers to throw to, um, and yet he still was able to show something. He was able to show really top-tier rushing threat, top-tier athleticism, uh, the kind of ability with the ball in his hands that's rivaled by pretty much nobody outside of Lamar Jackson. And then, sure, that the passing game lagged behind. Um, it, it, was the, it still has a long way to go, but the other things factor in there. The fact that he wasn't really throwing to anybody, that he didn't have the protection. So I think he played surprisingly well enough that you've got to give him a chance now to show what he can do with some actual support, with some receivers to throw to, with an offensive line that can better protect, and then see what he can do, particularly when we've just seen, you know, where that kind of um, step-by-step game plan can go with a guy like Jalen Hurts if you're willing to tap into a quarterback's rushing ability to lean on that side of the game a little bit and give them, you know, two or three years to develop as passers they can get significantly better because they're learning during those live reps. They're getting game time that they wouldn't get if you were only relying on what he could do as a passer right now. We're talking to Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus right here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. You know, one, per, one player in particular, a wide receiver for the Bears, that you know a lot of people are down on just because of the inability to produce in the second half of the season for the Bears is Chase Claypool. And so, so the jury's still out. I personally high on him. Obviously, you saw what he did in Pittsburgh in his first couple of seasons. It's unfortunate things didn't able or weren't able to necessarily pan out in the, the latter half of the season uh, last year. Um, but what are your thoughts on terms of, of him and how he can contribute to the not only success of, of Justin Fields but to the Chicago Bears as a whole? Yeah, I think Chase Claypool is the type of receiver that's always going to flatter to deceive a little bit throughout his career. You know, he burst on the scene as a rookie, made a couple of absolutely spectacular grabs and contested catches. And with his athletic profile, you know, people put two and two together and were like, oh, this guy is the steal of the draft already. The Steelers have found another absolute uh, gem in the mid rounds and he's going to end up being a superstar. But he was never able to continue that. And every now and again, he'll make one of those flashy plays that makes you go, wow, the potential this guy has is just off the charts. And he just doesn't keep it going consistently. Um, I think he's not helped by the quarterback situation in either Pittsburgh or Chicago so far. You know, he's either been dealing with a quarterback at the end of his career who hasn't really been able to do the things he used to, 
or Justin Fields at the start of his career trying to really get his feet under him in terms of a passer. So there's probably more in the tank if if Justin Fields is able to uh, raise his game and improve in that area. But I think Claypool's always going to slightly let people down relative to what I think everyone feels is his potential or is just more inconsistent and, and is capable of these flashy plays every now and again. Well, then that brings me back to the the Bears rookie class and back. And I know you already talked about Tyler Scott, the the, the fourth round wide receiver out of Cincinnati. But my, my question about him is, how fast do you think he can actually be contributing and catching passes for the Chicago Bears, or is he going to need some work early before that can happen? Well, I think the beauty of the wide receiver position in the NFL right now is that you can get guys on the field with a fairly limited skill set or a limited package um, and have them contribute. You know, there's ways of getting these guys on the field and uh, not asking them to, to do too much, even if they are fairly dimensional um, and don't have a particularly well-rounded skill set. So, you know, the, the Bears obviously traded for DJ Moore. That's going to be their their number one guy, the the, uh, the primary uh target share guy in this offense. Darnell Mooney is a good designated deep threat. Mm-hmm. They're presumably going to get some production, I think, out of a guy like Velas Jones. But Tyler Scott can have a package of plays. Tyler Scott can rival Velas Jones for those types of touches and those types of targets. I think there's absolutely a path to get him on the field early. Well, we certainly know the Bears love themselves a nice little uh, wide receiver sweep. <laughs> All of that yeah. they, they give it to so many people. So he could be a guy that can contribute uh, in that way. Sam, I appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. Some great insight on the Bears' uh, newest members. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. Sam Monson of PFF. Make sure you guys follow him at PFF underscore Sam. I know what last year was for the Bears. I get it. I understand that they weren't trying to win, and they lost 10 in a row, and they won three games on the season, but it's still jarring when when Sam Monson says they set Justin Fields up for failure last year and it, it makes me think like there should not ne- just based on that Justin Fields should be getting this year that he's getting because remember when we were all like oh the Bears gonna draft the quarterback is Justin Fields their yeah. guy I mean, we all questioned him we all questioned him. but like what is but, failure though right like like what what, what is failure that because it because I, I go back to the argument like okay if he did have an offensive lineman and one more wide receiver where does Justin Fields then end up? If you set him up for success, is he su- – there you go. If they were to set him up for success, would he be successful? Okay. I'll take your question one step further. I'll see that question. Are you going to add another uh, – and, and I'll add another question. <laughs> okay. Do you think he has enough around him oh, yeah. to be successful now? Well, no I'm excuses not, no, no, in, no, no, in, no. in terms of okay. personnel. See, here's the thing. I am not going to say he has enough around him to be successful. That's what I yeah, I should have used that word. Yeah. I think I think he has enough around him to where you're setting him up for success. Okay. Whereas last year they didn't. Right. But now it's up to him, right? And it's up to he he needs to be him. Right. I am him. If if you believe that he has enough around him now, then yeah, you can have that Exact expectation without the stupid caveats that yeah. we've been doing for two right. years. It's like that pro bowler did in that ESPN iconic clip. Who do you think you are? I am. Yes. <laughs> it's like he needs to be that. Yeah. Dude, yes. Right? Like he cannot get Darno right. You cannot get DJ Moore. You cannot get, you know, Nate Davis and then be like, I still, I'm still Justin Fields from last season. Right. He's got to get better at, at passing. I mean, that, that is. He's got to uh, be better. Uh, uh, Just got to be better. Right. Or. 
we'll be talking about Caleb Williams next year. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. I was just watching, and actually it's on still right now. They're doing. They were doing a 2024 mock draft earlier, and Todd McShay has Caleb Williams. Quarterback USC going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the number one overall pick. Oh wow! Next year, that, you know, I mean, they don't have Brady, you know, there to give them credibility anymore, right? So, well, if Pete Futek was here, he'd say the same. But I'm going to go ahead and say that Drake May will be the number one pick in the draft. And to whom? Oh, damn. that's the better question. Okay, I think I think the better uh, question is what team is going <laughs> to the Carolina Panthers? Carolina Panthers, <laughs> and Chicago Bears. All right, uh, we got more Bears. Bears talk on the other on the other side. Uh, phone lines are open three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. So if you've been listening and you yourself have some Bears thoughts yeah. or some Bears questions, we've been busy. We want to hear from you. Now. Yeah, we want to hear from you guys. So text lines open, uh, but the phone lines are open as well. So we'll take some phone calls on the other side about your. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago Bears, and then we'll continue this conversation about the monsters of the midway. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez. Mark Grody here on 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Chicago Bears had the talent. They had a depth at premium positions. We look at the first two days of the draft. Then going to day three, in the fourth round, they added two players, Roshan Johnson and Tyler Scott, who I think will contribute this year for them as well. So, and again, we're looking at this from a broad view. They haven't been in an NFL practice setting yet, but based on the college state, their traits, how you project them to the NFL game, I thought this was a very strong and very calculated draft from Ryan Poles from the Chicago Bears. It's Matt Bowen with uh, Bernstein, Holmes, and occasionally Rahimi talking about the Bears. He's, he likes the Bears. He's on this station enough where he's grow, he's grown a homer heart. He's hard on us sometimes, but... You know, I think he ultimately likes the Bears. Who? 
Bowen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Bowen, I mean, he grew up around That's here. That's what I'm saying. So I went I think to he Iowa. Coaches. Doesn't he coach at coaches, like IC or something yeah, like that? Yep, yeah, yep, yep. High school, various yeah. championship high school coach. So, yeah, I'm sure he's got Must some. Must be apolitical, you know, when you come on here. And, you know, he keeps it real. But I think yeah. it's hard I don't know. I think you, like, in, 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 as it pertains to the topic of Homer Hart, which I be, I know is very close to your it heart. That's true. I, I wonder how it has affected if you, you say, you grew up around here and you were a fan of the team when you were a kid, but... Then you go play some, you know, you, Matt Bowen never played for the Bears. Sure. So I wonder if it's like a different viewpoint now. Like if he if he did lose the fan in him just because. No, I think because when you hear other athletes talk about it, it's always, you know, my dad loves them. And so it's still probably, you know, woven into your family. Yeah, that's true. So it's not like an, right. an isolated right. thing. Like your family still is a are, are fans of the team. Good point. So, know? like, Michael Schofield last year, right. Bears offensive line, he's from Chicago. Even if he's not, like, fanboy, um, <laughs> he that's a great point. So then his yeah. Yeah, somebody else, his dad calls, hey, man, what what the Bears do? Right. Yeah. So he's, a, it's he's always still, he's gonna, like, dude, you should, be in, you should be in the game because this offensive line sucks. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, yeah. that's what his dad's oh, saying. Oh, man, you know? I can't <laughs> imagine. <laughs> so it's going to be something like that. Yeah. Uh, but we are taking your phone calls right now. Uh, taking your phone call right now, uh, 312-644-6767. We're talking about our Bears, baby. We're trying to talk to people with Homer Hearts, those that that beat loudly for the Chicago Bears. Thoughts on the draft? Thoughts on the state of the Bears? Uh, we're going to give our opinions as well. Let's go out to Keith in Ukrainian Village. You uh, you a Fatso's last stand kind of a guy, Keith? <laughs> I, uh, I'm more of uh, Al's Italian beef. I was doing work in uh, a river north okay. a lot, so I would uh, go to that particular location. I'm, I'm, a, bit, I'm, a, big, I'm a big fan of Odges right there. Go skip past Fatso's, skip oh, past nice. Al's, go to Odges. That's my that's my spot right there. Uh, so how do you I'm gonna I'll give that a try. I've sure. not I've not been there. So hey, you're you're okay out. with Al's, man. You don't let Gabe talk you out of Al's. Yeah, if you want to spend twenty seven dollars on the beef and the fry and the, and the pop, <laughs> sounds good to me. Let's <laughs> go. It? Well, money I mean, well. Yeah. That's, right. Well That's right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You're uh, my guy. So, Keith, uh, talk to me about your thoughts on the Chicago Bears team after this draft. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited. So, there, yeah, the two observations, one about them and then one about Justin and then kind of as a whole. I, I actually initially was lukewarm to the um, – two second round picks because there were names that I just, you know, I kind of followed the mock drafts and they, they clearly were showing later, but a reading more about them and hearing more about them got me excited. And then collectively I'm, I'm thrilled. The, the insight about the running back out of Tennessee and looking at our running back room. Now I, I love David Montgomery and was really sorry to see him go, but it, it reinforces where I think the team management is, is just really strong. I think the, the world of um, Poles and, and Cunningham and then also the coach. And that, that's one piece that I kind of want to ask you all about your thoughts is that it's been a really long time where I felt like the team management really had a collective vision that worked well together. And it, and again, like even when it initially happened, I was a little disappointed about the Jalen Carter pass. But as I thought more about it, it really backed up 
what has always been said, that character is something at the forefront of what's going on, and that it, there were questions there, right? And so with a young team, it, it really, I think, reinforces that that's something that management holds players accountable for, and it matters. And then the, the other piece um, is about Justin Fields. And, again, it, it's, it's kind of a question, but it's a question coming from my perspective in that I, I'm one of those people that is just absolutely thrilled with him. I, I look at him, for example, relative to, like, a, a successful quarterback like Kirk Cousins, I would take Fields over Cousins any day of the week because there's some I, – I feel like Justin has an it factor that there are probably four or five other quarterbacks in the league that have it. And I think as he gets his feet further underneath him, I think he's going to do really well. I think if you look at his stats from last year, there were – he was putting the ball – to receivers that weren't making plays. There were a couple overthrows or misses earlier in the season, but I felt like his decisions were good. You know, not always, but definitely more times than not. And when I hear people that still feel like he may not be the one, I again, talk about a homer heart, it, it's absolutely a homer heart. Yeah, yep. But, I just I, I feel like when I watched Mitch Trubisky and I don't I, I don't want to dig on individual players but like you know you'd see players that are open and he just missed them and I feel like Justin doesn't miss it's like no if a guy's though I know there was one earlier there was a guy open he overthrew the tight end like in game four or five I think that was painful but it's such the exception not the norm yeah I totally understand that and I and I could tell that that. You're excited about the Bears' future, Keith. As excited as you are to go try Aja's Italian beef sandwich. <laughs> that was so funny. He's like, no. What was the place uh, that you brought up oh, to him? Fatso's last stand. And he's like, really nah, stick with Al's Italian yeah. beef. Aja's got a special for Italian beefs on Friday, so make sure you go and check okay. that out. Okay. Uh, but I, I do like what he said. It, it seems as though, why, what, do you, what do you think it is, Grody, where Bears fans have a... A, an immediate love for Ryan Poles. It seems it's new. that doesn't waver. It's in new and it's fresh, and I, I'm sure we could go back and you probably find us saying similar things, honestly, about Ryan Pace. I mean, there are probably people saying, oh, I really like his vision. What did he say? Our last caller said, he collect, I really think he's got a collective vision. I bet you, I bet you, you will find a lot of people saying nice things about Ryan Pace, especially in his first couple of years when the, you know, the, the warts start to appear as time goes on. So this so far, Ryan Poles has not screwed anything up. He hasn't screwed. As a matter of fact, he did what, you know, like if, you, if your team is bad, as the Bears were when Matt Nagy handed it off, right. you break it all down and you rebuild it. And we know rebuilds can't last long in the NFL. But I think that that's why people like Ryan Poles right now because a lot of it is just projecting. So, so it's not because – like you agree that what he everything he's done has been the right thing. Well, not not everything he's done has been the right thing, uh, but I will say that there is again there there seems to be a a competence about him. There seems to be, I, I agree with the caller. There does there does seem to be a vision. Uh, there is a steadfastness about 
Ryan Poles. And, you know, I don't know if any of those things end up, you know, like equal a great general manager, but it seems like he's he's going in the right direction. And, and like I said, like there's been little errors along the way, but he hasn't made the whopper yet. You know yeah. what I mean? And it, it's going to come. I mean, he's going to, there's going to be a point where Ryan Poles fails and that he, it, 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 we may be seeing it. It, it may be Chase Claypool. It may be Chase Claypool. I mean, just the way Sam Monson was talking, too. That's another thing. Too, that was that a great take, by the way. It was. And essentially, the part that I heard was at the end, and you may have you know thought of a different part of it, but where he is saying that he's never really going to live up to what yeah. people want from him. He's it's never the, quite going to be consistency. that. Pat Bev was just talking about this with basketball players where 50% of them do not love basketball. Yeah. And he said, you know, some of his most talented teammates are the ones that do not love it. And he brought up another point, which I thought was fascinating, where he said, you know, and I've actually used this about radio personalities. Where Shout I'm out sure. to wifey, man. Shout out to wifey, man. <laughs> where I'm like, you know, some radio personalities are so talented, so talented that they don't need to prep. They don't need to, you know, think about what they're going to say. They can just crack the mic and give you a, a, a B minus to a B plus performance. And if they would just prepare a little bit, they could be that A, you know, type Tom Brady, Michael Jordan person. And I think that's what I heard from Sam about Chase Claypool, where it was like, you're talented, but it's inconsistency. That really is the the, the, the crux for you. And where does that come from? That comes from preparation and, and being dedicated to the moments, the play. You know, and I'm not trying to say that Chase Claypool's that because I personally have high hopes for Chase I Claypool. Too. I do too. And I, I do. I want him to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. Every doubter wrong, I should say, uh, because I, I do want him to be, you know, exceptional. But when you hear that from Sam, it it literally was hitting the nail on the head when you think about Chase Claypool, a guy who has the the, the measurables, who's athletic, who can go up and get the ball and make a good play. But he's just not doing it consistent enough to be your surefire number one guy. Remember when he had that fit uh, yeah. d- during yeah. the game and hey, everybody, everybody was ripping on him? Yeah. And I was like, I I was the opposite because I was like, okay, fi- finally somebody is saying that, hey, even though this team sucks and it's rebuilding and, and it's it's the GM that puts you in this spot, it's not okay that you've, however that many they had lost at that, but it's not okay that you lost seven in a row and have two wins on the season. Yeah. Like, like, and that was a nice reminder of Chase Claypool. That's why I supported that. Like somebody, somebody showing some outrage, and it it, it appeared that Chase Claypool cared, and everybody said, "Oh, this guy's crazy, running his mouth," and now Justin Fields has to be a leader, and that's what came out of it was that Justin Fields is a leader, which I already believe he was, but I thought that that was a bunch of crap. Yeah. What came out of it was somebody who cared, somebody, you know, and whether or not Chase Claypool is going to be good, I have no idea, but it was so good to see somebody who cared on the roster last year about the things that were happening to them in that season because nobody cared about what happened to yeah. them during that season last year because they were letting the bottom drop out. Yeah, and, and you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, fanboying. I like the boy. I, I don't like, like I don't like that term by the way, well, fanboy. I prefer fan I mean, I think that that's just like that's not cool to say. <laughs> well, I, that's why I throw boing Thanks, in there cuz it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like boing and then it makes it feel better in my head instead of Wait, fan. wait, what? Like boing, yeah. Like Sean gets it. So, but that doesn't. But the re- the reason why I'm yeah. saying the reason why I bring it up is because the Bears just put out those pictures from you know their little 
training thing. They're walking through the hallway and stuff and everything. Well, I don't really watch Chase, those anymore. Chase Claypool is in one of those pictures, you know, in, in like mid-stride with his shorts and his T-shirt on. And he looks jacked. Looks like he's, you know, he just looks like a huge human being. And I'm looking at the picture and I'm just like, man, I I am the fanboy for the Chicago Bears. It's like, did you see the picture of him in shorts? And did you see his hamstring and his friggin' quad? Like, dude, his that's, calf muscle was crazy. That, that's what it is about Chase Claypool, that that he is just so tantalizing with some of the stuff he did. Uh, like, at, I mean, he had a fast start to his NFL career. And and then, you know, it, it leveled out a little bit, but he's never been bad, except for right. probably last year with the Bears, but there are yeah. reasons for it. So, yeah, I mean, you have that kind of size, and then you put the speed with it. I mean, you saw that, dude. I mean, and, like, if, if he ever, like, gets to the peak of all of his powers, yeah, you have a good to great wide receiver. Is it August yet? Because that's the only thing I'm waiting for some bear some bear preseason football so I can see these guys. You want to whet your appetite a little tomorrow? Come on, man! Aren't you excited about Matt Mervis? It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. We're gonna go to break. Last yes. one of the day. Yes. <laughs> Last one of the day. I'm gonna have you put a dollar in the cup every time you bring up Matt Mervis for the rest of the show. Uh, well, more stuff to talk about with this Chicago Bears team and what what position group we feel like is lacking and is there someone out there that can fill that void. We'll talk about that as we wrap up the show on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Here on 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Rookie minicamp next week, so. Um, no, you know, bourbon would be that. Uh, little Jefferson's Ocean, maybe. Um, it's little Ryan Poles talking about something that I'm not going to do later. I haven't had a drink roads since last Saturday. Nice. I did the Chicago Fire game and I'm trying not to smoke or drink so I can lose a little bit of a couple of pounds, you know what I'm saying? Right, and so after the game, all right, quick story about the Chicago Fire game. So my my wife had the car and so I so I had to take, you know, public trans there last week. So I actually was working here with you. We were working together. 12, oh, yeah. 12 I remember to 30 you, last you were week. wearing your fire Yeah, gear. I was wearing my yeah. fire gear. So uh, instead of taking an Uber over there to, to Soldier Field, I walked. 40-minute walk all the way. Went down the yeah, lakefront. Wasn't it raining, too? Uh, light drizzle. Sure. Stopped, stopped on the way over there. So then on the way, when I was leaving the stadium, though, you can't catch an Uber by Soldier Field. I didn't. I didn't. No, there's a designated area for literally it. Literally yeah. didn't know that. You got to walk like two miles uh-huh. to Columbus and Balbo. Yeah. And so I'm like, dude, I'm so pissed. It's the other day. I'm working three jobs that oh. day. I'm like, I'm mad as hell. So I finally get onto Roosevelt in Columbus, and I'm walking down Roosevelt to get to Michigan. And the but the Uber won't pick you up there either, which yeah. is crap. But then I go to Burger Bar right there on the corner because I needed a drink. 
And so I get out, hey, get at the bar and I two beers, two shots before I <laughs> I'm not catching this damn Uber unless, yeah. I, unless I get these feeling a little bit better. Yeah, I felt better. So that was the last time I've had something. So it was, it was it was interesting to hear a little Ryan Poles talking about some bourbon. I gotta tell you, like with the walking, the reason I didn't go, oh my God, what a far walk you did. One of my favorite things to do after covering Bears games, obviously at home games yeah. at Soldier Field, is if it's a noon game and I'm out of there after my post game stuff, say like four between four and five. Yeah, I walk that thing home. I would walk it's along like like the lake. And, it's like a little five k for you. Huh? Yeah, exactly. It was a long ass walk, but it was great because the, the the work day was over. It's beautiful outside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, put the headphones in. Got music. I'm listening to post game show, and then when I want to need a little music, <laughs> you're in your own zone. I'm Cody. in my own zone. It's a zone. It's it's a good, hey, hey, hey! It's a great walk. You, oh, it's, it's just it's walk. just Corey, you have enough things to occupy your mind. You don't feel the walking yeah, in Chicago. You just all. don't. And yeah. you see the Bears jerseys all over the place. Oh, kind of makes you get no, your little. I, I was. I wanted to get out of that. I wanted to get out of it because I would walk through the masses, and then finally it would open up and along like the lake, and then it like it was like yeah. ah, here I am. I've been trying to clear my mind of this defensive end position and the 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 lack of talent that is in that space but it it, it still haunts me because I I just want the bears to be great. So when I think about the positions that lack, that is one of them that stands out. What the Bears are going to do something about that position, right? Still before the season begins. Yeah, there's a list of veterans that are available, including um, Leonard Floyd, two former Bears, mm. Leonard Floyd and uh, Robert Quinn, unless they've been picked up in the last you know five minutes or so. <laughs> um, so there are veterans that would come in here and it would probably be somewhat productive, but I think that that's one of the, you know, and Ryan Poles has said it, that we're not going to get everything done in this offseason. It does suck because – you know, and they and they did they did sign Demarcus Walker. They did sign True. Shaquem Green, but no, neither of those guys is dynamic special players. And but, but would you say, Groats, that you know, let's say if like you're looking at a guy like Frank Clark, right, a defensive end from the Kansas City Chiefs, big Frank. His projected you know value is twelve million. Do you think the Bears value reps for young guys over the twelve million that they would potentially spend on a on a vet? You know what I mean? Cause especially if you're well, I, I it's a great question. It depends on what 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 do they see in Travis Gibson? Is, is he still somebody? Because he did not have a good year last year. Travis yeah. Gibson, Dominic Robinson did not have a good year last year either. But it was expected that he wouldn't. He's, he's a self admitted coach admitting project. That that's what he is. So it depends on where your thought process is on those guys. In year two, because if you're giving them another fault, then yeah, you want you want Gibson and Robinson and uh, and whomever else to be the guys that are going after the quarterback, as opposed to bringing in a veteran. Um, so, but I, I don't know how that. My guess is, my guess is that they probably have made up their minds on on Tra- like Travis Gibson probably not going to get the same sort of rotation right. as he did. Last year, so and I'm sure they're looking at like wins above replacement. Also, right? Mm. Is my twelve million dollars getting me the necessary amount of wins? Yeah. If I'm a lose, if I'm only going to have six wins anyway, why am I paying an extra twelve million to right. get to seven? And, and I hate to say it, how much do the Bears value winning this year? That's why. Now we know that there was zero value in it <laughs> last year. So no, it's a good like. I don't. I think in it, the way that they have probably charted things in their three or four year plan, 
this probably isn't necessarily the season that they have projected themselves to go to the playoffs. No. Of course you take that in the NFL, that it's, it's possible. If everything goes right, yes, the, the Bears can be a playoff team this year, but that's probably not even the Bears' projection. They probably are projecting sustained success after the second year or the third year even. Yeah, because you, you, I, w- I would assume they're telling their scouts this year that are looking, hey, we're going to land somewhere between 10 and 15. And so start finding guys that are going to be available or try, start finding the 10 to 15th best players mm-hmm. that are out there. You know, you're not going to be top five unless it's a Carolina Panther situation. <sighs> well, they could trade up, too. They got two first-round picks. I would hope they wouldn't trade two first-round picks for, to go, go up and grab someone. I just, I, me personally. Dallas Turner looks pretty good in Alabama, so... Yeah, again, oh. I, I again, I'm thinking about bodies, right, and where you want to sure. be at. You're being smart. I, I want a guy. And when was the last so. time the Bears had two first round picks? Like, I want to, I want to swim in that. I well, want to live there. Well, and unfortunately, Todd McShay projecting Caleb Williams to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To, in other words, Tampa Bay is going to have the first overall pick. It's right. not going to be Carolina, unfortunately. Yeah, that's according to the. I, I love, I love the. There's that's, nothing better than like that. We have mock drafts yeah, four days yeah. after like, the other draft. It's so, yeah. it's so great, uh, and uh, I am here for it all. Over under. Right, before we get out of here, last question. Yeah. Over under the amount of games Bryce Young plays this year. Oh, you want me to set the over under? No, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will set it at. I'll set the over under at nine games. Oh. Yeah. I I I hope to God it's under. For, and for, I will for take the. the I, I will take the under. Really? Just because you're a Bears fan or you think that he won't No, I just think that that's the way it's going to play out. Not having thought about this for one second in my life and you just asking me the question. That works out well for the Bears. Right. So I think they're going to, yeah, he'll start like eight games with them, I think. I was thinking like 12. Oh, 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 12 and a half. Oh, I was thinking that you were thinking that he was going to start fewer. I'm hoping he starts fewer so that that way the Bears can get that number two pick so, in the so draft. That, no, you think Bryce Young is going to be that much of a difference maker, huh? Like Bryce Young plays? I think he's, he can. Okay. I, think, I mean, I, like, I, I don't that, count on most rookie quarterbacks to just come in and... I think there's a better chance that if he does not play, you know, I think they'll win more games with him playing than if they than if he doesn't play. They're, they're trying to build a team I don't for know. him to play with. No, I, I know you that. Know? I just, we, we hey, come on, man. The last two Bears quarterbacks, we've seen rookie years You're right. not go particularly well. You're right. I mean, they did finish with, like, I mean, they played decent at the end of the last year, and they didn't have a quarterback. Yeah. So. Guess we'll see, man. It's going to be a great storyline that we'll be watching all season long. All right, we are about to get up out of here. Bet MGM is up next. Want to thank our guests, Brett Taylor, Scott Merkin, Sam Monson. Got to thank uh, Sean Mervis for producing the show today. <laughs> are you going to are you gonna go to the courthouse and change your last name to his as well? Well, when he maybe, goes, maybe for PCA. But well, now, well, really quick, yeah. what's going to happen when he goes over four tomorrow with two strikeouts? What's you know, going to happen? Him, love him through yeah. thick and thin, for yep. better or worse. Amen, man. This is a marriage that he's in right there. Full circle fanboy. Groats. I'll buy him some Al's beef. How about that, huh? Hey, smart. Chris Bryant struck out four times in his first game ever. Well, look at that MVP status. Against a uh, White Sox. Who, who was the guy? It was it was a White Sox starter. He became a White Sox starter. Kind of a big name. What, God, played for the Padres? Come on. Who was the... That they traded uh, Tati Shields. James, James Shields. Shields. James Shields was the first I pitcher. I to say Jake Peavy. Struck out Chris Bryant at least so. three times. Maybe it was four. All right, Groats, I'm taking you up on the offer to have you on the show tomorrow. I will do it. You right. tell me, man. Hear these, uh, Just don't, don't, don't think you're being you. your 830 guest, though. No, no, no. Yeah. Six early. Got you. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are out of here. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, mi gente. My people. Hasta la próxima. 670 to score. I'm, I'm beat. I'm beat, guys. What you want me to do, man? I'm, it's over. A programming day is over, man. You can go home. See you guys tomorrow. B96.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.